Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and today uh, my guest is going to share with us why it's the, why head trash is the number one reason why so many people feel stuck. Now, Noah has been my guest before, and it's, I should introduce you, I guess, Noah St. John. He has been my guest before, and he's known as the Million, Millionaire Habits Coach and the Mental Health Coach to the Stars. He's also CEO of SuccessClinic.com, which is a global peak performance and business growth company. Now, Noah is a keynote speaker and a best-selling author who's famous for inventing affirmations and helping people achieve financial freedom. He is the only author in history to have works published by Hay House, HarperCollins, Mind Valley, Nightingale Cannot, and The Chicken Suit for the Soul Publisher. Now, working with Hollywood celebrities, eight-figure company CEOs, professional athletes, and top executives, as well as entrepreneurs, his coaching clients have added more than $2.7 billion with a B in sales since 1997 by following his legendary massive methods. Now, I can't talk today, so bear with me. Noah has also appeared on over 1,000 media outlets, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Entrepreneur, Selling Power, and the Huffington Post. Noah, welcome back to Apartment Success Radio. It's good to have you here. Denise, it is great to be back with you today. You know, it's been a while, and I didn't realize mm-hmm. I was chatting with you on Facebook because I follow you. I stalk you, just so you know. I'm always yes, well, you know. <laughs> I know, you're well, just you know. <laughs> And, you know, it seems like we never really lost touch. And all of a sudden, I, mm. you know, I said, well, why don't you come back? And I went, oh, my God, it's been a long time. So yes. I apologize for that. Well, well, you know what? We'll have to make this a regular date, you know, like once a quarter okay. at least. So put that there on you your go. calendar. Because believe me, I mean, having written all these books and 800 videos, in, uh, uh, you know, on my YouTube channel, uh, we've got plenty of content that we can share with your listeners. So I'm excited. No kidding. Well, listen, before we get started, because I have a, a lot of questions, you have got a new house, and there is a big story to that house. And if you don't mind, I would love for you to share it, because if nothing else, mm-hmm. it will show people what you can do when you really set your mind to it and focus. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, thank you for, for asking about that, because it is a pretty amazing story. What I want people to know, um, you know, just as, as sort of a background here briefly is that I started my company successclinic.com in 1997 in a 300 square foot basement apartment with $800 to my name and a book on HTML. I had no marketing experience. I had no business experience. I had no sales experience. I didn't know anything about online marketing. There was no such thing as social media, no Facebook, no YouTube, no (laughs) blogging, um, none of that. So over 20 years ago is when I started. So I literally started one of the very first business and personal growth websites on the Internet at successclinic.com, which is still around today, all these years later. And so from those very, very humble beginnings, I started with just one thing, which I, I know that m- m- everyone listening to this program right now has, and that is a deep burning desire to make a difference you know, to help people, to, to really make an impact on this earth. And that's really all I had. I just had a deep burning desire to help people, to make a difference, to make an impact. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I made every mistake in the book. I think I wrote a new book on mistakes, how, how to make more mistakes. But, uh, you know, as things progressed, you know, I just started to learn how to sell things online. And I started to hear, as, you know, my programs and my books would sell more and more, People would write to me, uh, you know, first on email, and then, you know, as social media became a thing, then, of course, they'd contact me on social media and so forth. And, you know, they'd say how my my programs, my coaching, my books, my programs 
really change their lives. In other words, we've helped people make lots and lots of money, over $2 billion, as you mentioned, meaning we've helped, um, you know, CEOs, athletes, executives, entrepreneurs to add six figures, seven figures, and even eight figures, you know, using my methods. And so what happened was um, it, I went through so many ups and downs, which we don't have time to talk about, but um, in 2007, I actually, after 10 years of work, you know, I started in 1997 in that 300 square foot basement apartment. I ended up in my parents' basement. So after 10 years, it was basement number. Well, first was basement number one, then basement number two. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me with this <laughs> because I'm like, you cannot be serious. I'm working my ass off here, and I'm back in the basement. It, you know, now it's my parents' basement, and I'm like, you, this is nuts, right? So what is wrong here? And and I started to really look at what was missing put a lot of different things together. And long story short, I was able to, you know, finally figure out how to sell programs online, how to do, you know, at that time it was teleseminars and it became webinars and online programs and so on. And so at that time, then I was able to make enough money to move out of my parents' house and then move to Ohio, which is a whole nother long story. But anyway, I moved here to Ohio and that's where I met my beautiful wife, Debette, and we bought a house. So we bought this house in 2011. And it was, believe it or not, it was my first house at age 44. So I was a late bloomer, Denise. I was very late, you know, get, coming, because most people, of course, buy the first home in their 20s, right? They're raising kids and things like that. I never did that. I was traveling the country. I was, I was doing seminars. I was doing movies and TV and so forth in my 20s and 30s. So, so anyway, my first house in, in, at age 44. So we had, uh, you know, my, my wife has uh, – kids from previous marriages that, you know, are older. So we had different kids living with us at different times. And then in 2020, last year, all of the kids finally moved out. So it's just me and my wife. So one morning, it was November. It was actually the, the, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, November 2020. I woke up at 6 in the morning. I said, you know what? I think it's time to move. And, and I didn't know why. But it was like this house has been great. So, you know, nice house, beautiful house. But we, we just sort of outgrown it. And, and, you know, the kids are all good. They're, they're settled and everything's fine. It's just time to move. So I woke up with that inspiration, that epiphany. So I went on Zillow, started looking at houses, and I saw this amazing house. Just literally eight minutes from where we were living because I knew we needed to stay local, my wife's kids and family and so on. So I said, hmm, wow, this looks amazing. This looks incredible. What? And guess what? There's an open house tomorrow, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I said to my wife, I said, hey, you want to go look at the house tomorrow? She said, sure. So I showed her the picture. She's like, wow. And I'm like, yeah. So we got here on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. It was pouring rain, absolute deluge downpour, which I said, oh, that's great because it's going to keep all the looky loos away, right? And it's exactly what happened. There are only a few people here. We're going around the house. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at this house. This is unbelievable. And I said, are you serious? And I, and I go, this is in my price range, because, um, which was shocking because this is like, this is an amazing house if you see the pictures, which, you know, anyway. I've, I've like, seen yeah. pictures of it. <laughs> exactly. I know. It so is I'm an like, amazing house. I know. And I, I, I said, I always say to people, thank goodness we had masks on at the time because, you know, still wearing masks because my jaw was on the floor. And I was like, that's a good thing we didn't see my face because I was like, ah, you know, my, my jaw was on the floor. Anyway, so I said, oh, my gosh. And I said, so on Monday, called my realtor, said, we want to buy this house. We're going to sell this house you know, that we're living in, buy this house, make an offer, made the offer, sold the house, everything happened, and we moved in this house 83 days later. 83 days from me thinking of it to we moved into this house. What is the moral of the story? What does this mean for everyone listening? What does this mean for you? What it means is, number one, you can really change your life in 90 days. Your life can change in 90 days. I mean, really. It it changed for me in, in ways that I could have never imagined. And number two, look at those humble begin very you talk about humble beginnings, basement number one, and ten years later basement number two, you know, to a six thousand plus square foot mansion on a hill. What does that mean? It's not that I'm so great, I'm so smart. It's not. It's nothing like that. It's that sometimes you know dreams take time. Sometimes you know I'm talking to all the late bloomers out there. You know maybe there's somebody's listening and saying, oh my gosh, you know it's too late for me. Oh, it's too late for my dream. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's not too late. But do you have to take action? Yes. You can't just sit there and think. You can't just sit there and hope. You can't just sit there and wish. You've got to take concerted, definite action every day, which is, of course, what we help our clients with, and that's why we help people make so much money and have so much impact. But that's one of the things that I love about that story, Denise, and thank you for asking about it, because 
I want people to realize, hey, you know what, if I can do it, coming from those very, very humble beginnings, anybody can do it. That's exactly right. And I love what you just said about it's never too late. One of my recent guests was uh, a lady named Carol Sumner Kretschner, and she has mm-hmm. the distinction. She's got a fascinating story. But she has mm-hmm. the distinction of getting a technology patent at the age of 80. Mm-hmm. She's a fascinating awesome. lady. It's never mm-hmm. too late, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Because some of mm-hmm. us are you know, late bloomers. I was. I still am. <laughs> I'm not sure mm-hmm. I won't always be a late bloomer. I don't care. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But yours mm-hmm. is a fascinating story. And, you know, while you were talking, and I know the story, but it's, this still popped into my head. Mm-hmm. How did you not lose focus? I mean, so many people living in one basement, mm-hmm. moving to their parents' basement, which I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my mom going back home was never going to be an option. I mean, never, 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 mm-hmm. not going to happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so many people, and I can hear them in my head now, why didn't you just get a job? Some of us are not suited for jobs. I'm not. You don't want me in your office, trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great one. Don't. That's a good one. <laughs> so uh, how did funny. you stay focused and just believe so firmly in what you were doing? I mean, that's a stupid question, mm-hmm. and I get that. I don't even know how you you explain that, but I think it's important that people know you did that. You stuck with it. You didn't deviate. I don't think it's a stupid question at all, Denise. I think it's a very, very good question and and, uh, also one that is very apropos to everyone listening because in in, in business, as entrepreneurs, and and I I believe that there are three types of, you know, entrepreneurs, okay? So the first is someone who's in a job right now and they are dreaming about starting their own business or, or even a side hustle, let's call it. Right, so that's the first category. The second category is someone who's maybe just starting a business, right? And they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you go on the Internet and you go on YouTube and you, you know, how to start a business or how to make money online or, and there's 10 trillion kajillion, you know, videos out there. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, they're on, everybody's on overwhelm, right? And then the third type of business owner or entrepreneur is the person who maybe been in business for a while. And maybe they're just sort of stuck. Maybe they're like, oh, well, you know, things are okay and going okay, but, well, I know I could do a lot better, you know. I, and, but how? How do I do that? And, again, you go on to YouTube and search 10 billion kajillion, it's like, oh, brother. So I think those are the three types of, you know, entrepreneurs that, that you know, that I've helped over the last 20 years. And so, you know, when I was uh, working, you know, prior to starting my online business in, in, in 1997 in basement number one, uh, when I, so I was 30 years old at the time. So that, that, I started my business, and I, my online business, when I was 30 years old, okay, in 1997. So you can do the math. And, I mean, I'm 54. And so the point is that at that time, you know, there were just very, very few resources. I mean, I had to teach myself HTML, just to put that in perspective. And the millennials are going, what's HTML? And you're like, you're welcome. Yes, you don't need to know this. Anyway, oh, but I learned web that, development before yeah. I'm a web developer, and we've talked about this before, but when mm-hmm. I went to college to get my computer science degree that nobody cares about but me because I had to pay for it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we didn't have WordPress. We didn't have graphical user interface mm-hmm. much. We mm-hmm. had HTML. That's right. No, I still – I dream awful. all the time, and, yep, and every – yeah, and every once in a oh, while I catch God. myself God. dreaming in HTML. I'll make a yeah. padding because I'm about to fall out of the bed. I've done it. I was like, oh, geez, you know, roll over. But, you know, for that those of you so who good. don't know what HTML, it's hypertext markup language. It's what drives our, what we see online. I don't care if it's WordPress, it's still HTML. So keep going. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I had to no, nerd no, out there for a moment. Yeah, hey, why not? I mean, that's, you don't get to talk about that stuff much. So, but anyway, so the point is that. You know, when I started a basement number one, your, your question was, how'd you keep going? And so for me, I had worked but prior to that a whole bunch of what I call survival jobs, you know, just working right. to exist, you know, to, to eat, to live, you know, and it was awful. I hated every second of it. I hated it. And so, you know, when I was in high school and then, you know, going to college, I was labeled one of the smart kids. I skipped eighth grade. I got straight A's. I had full scholarships to whatever college I wanted to go to. Um, And because I, at that time, I became a, uh, I was a dance major, believe it or not, because I 
I started in when I was seven years old taking tap dancing lessons because I couldn't walk very well. I had braces like Forrest Gump when I was a little kid. So I couldn't walk. I mean, I, I could barely walk, in other words. And so my, uh, you know, the, the pediatrician said to my parents that I should take dance lessons to strengthen my legs so I could, could walk better. So I ended up taking dance lessons when I was a little kid. And, you know, that became wanting to become a professional dancer, which I then did. So I went to college for one year after graduation and, you know, became a professional dancer. But then I had a career-ending injury at age 22. So it was a very short career uh, in dance. And so the point is that then I was literally out on the street with no money, no connections, no, you know, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life here? Because I thought I was going to be a dancer for at least, you know, 10, 15 years. But, you know, it was like three years. So it, it ended very quickly and very unceremoniously, let's say. So the point is, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? So remember, this was all pre-internet. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't, I, and as a smart, as a so-called smart kid, you know, the only, the only options that I had was be a doctor or a lawyer. And I didn't want to do either of those things. You know, God bless people who are doctors and lawyers, but my goodness, that did not appeal to me one little bit. I was like, no, thank you. I don't, doesn't work for me. You know, or go to Wall Street and be a stockbroker. I'm like, no, that doesn't appeal to me either. So when this happened to me in 1997, the point of the story, what I'm sharing is that I knew I couldn't do anything else. You know, for me, there was no other choice. There was no going back. There was no going, as you said, you know, you don't want me in your office. Well, I didn't want to be in that office. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't want to do anything else. Um, I, I've got to make this work. So, you know, there's an, there's an old story about burning the ships. You know, I'm sure most of the listeners are familiar with that story. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't really matter. The point of the story is, you know, you, you, you get to the beach, and the story goes that, you know, the captain said, okay, you burn the ships, meaning we can't go back. we got to make this work, mm-hmm. guys. And exactly. that's what it was for me. It was a ship-burning situation because I can't go back. So I've got to figure this out. Now, it took me way too long to figure it out, and the big part of the reason for that is because I paid all this money to all these gurus out there who are really, really great at self-promotion, but they suck at teaching. They can't teach their way out of the paper bag. And so, unfortunately, I bought – you know, what they were selling. I bought their bullshit and I said, oh, sure, here's all this money and now teach me. And they go, thanks for the money. I said, well, aren't you going to teach me? No. (laughs) Yeah. I've invested in some of that as well. It's painful. Yeah, and that that was really awful. That really sucked. And so that's, you know, really the reason it took so damn long was because I listened to all that bad advice between 1997 and 2007. That's why I ended up in basement number two, you know, $40,000 in credit card debt after paying all those dues, all that money, and it totally sucked. And I'm like, great, you know, so that was truly awful. And so that's why in 2007, that's when I made one decision that changed my life, changed everything, which was I hired my first real business coach. Because prior to that, I was, you know, following the gurus, trying to do all the things that they were saying, and it was all just, Bullshit. And so the point is, you know, when I hired that coach, he was the first person to really actually walk me through step by step because I'm a very literal person. I'm a very step by step teacher and learner, which I, that's who I love to work with now as clients. So now that I'm a business coach, now that I'm an executive coach, I like working with people who, you know, are able to follow directions, which I think is most people. I think most people want to be successful. Most people want the step-by-step. Most people want the instructions, but what happens is, you know, with the gurus out there, and there's so many of them, is that they're so great at hype. They're so great at these seductive things that just draw you in and suck you in, but then once you get in, there's no there there. There's no there. There's nothing there. And it's like, well, I gave you all this money. Why aren't you going to teach me? Aren't you going to show me what to do? No, not really. No, thanks for the money. I go, wait, what? So I'm, as you can see, I'm very passionate about this. I'm on a, I'm on a mission to, you know, basically clean up after these guys because that's what really happens is, you know, a lot of people come to me. I'll give you a great example. Like one of my clients, Susan, she came to me and she was $60,000 in debt, but she was, Ow. she'd spend all that money on self-help programs, on Google. So exactly like I did. She went to all the big name gurus, all the big guys, you know, all the ones we've heard of. And she was about to lose everything. She was about to lose her home. She was about to lose her marriage. Her husband said, I can't take this anymore. We're supposed to be getting better. We're getting worse, right? I mean, our situation is not improving. It's, it's you know, getting worse. And so he was going to leave her. She was going to lose her home. She was about to declare bankruptcy. She hired me because she, you know, heard about me. 
a friend told her about me and the, you know, results that we've gotten for our other clients. Long story short, she was, you know, very smart, very motivated. She just wanted somebody to tell her what to do. So I came in and I showed her what to do. You know, I just basically held her hand. I said, okay, pursue this and this and this. Anyway, long story short, it's, she went from $60,000 in debt after hiring me as her coach to a six-figure income in less than a year. And that all happened. That total transformation was less than a year. So what I want people to realize, what this means for everyone listening, is that, number one, be careful who you follow, right? Be careful about the gurus because they are great at self-promotion. They are great at, at self-marketing, at hype, at all those seductive things that suck you in. And, of course, that's why they're the gurus. That's why they're popular. But just because someone's popular doesn't mean that they're any good at teaching. Usually it's exactly the opposite. And so, you know, I happen to be a great teacher who's, you know, not as popular as a lot of these guys. But, you know, that's why people come to me and they go, man, I spent all this money and they gave me nothing. I'm like, mm-hmm, yes, join the club. <laughs> well, and the thing, and you hear this all the time. Listen, I've invested not mm-hmm. to the degree that you and, and your client did, but <laughs> – at one point, you know, a friend and I were kind of co-investing, and we did some math and went, "Oh crap, on a stick!" And we're not even, we're not even doing this. We have them, we have the logins, but what we found, and a lot of people have found this. I'm not, you know, saying anything that's brilliant or new, is that once you kind of get away from the guru and you get away from the copywriting, because copywriters have a lot to share in this mm-hmm. issue. They and they're and they're good. I'm not bad mouthing any of them. They are phenomenal. But once you leave that event, whether it's virtual or whether it's live, and you're like, oh, I'm ready to go, and then you get home and the dog is crapped on your shoes. What took precedence mm-hmm. right there? Clean up the shoes. So once you're away <laughs> from it, you kind of lose that forward momentum. It's hard to get it back. And I don't even know if I explained that well, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. Well, you, you do raise a very good point, Denise, and for everyone listening, that's why, you know, we have our programs that are, let's just say, battle-tested, <laughs> because, you know, whether it's my books, like, you know, we have our, my new book for free uh, called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money, um, you know, which your listeners can get for free at sendmeabooknoah.com. You know, whether you go to our website and you see all our different programs that we have, they come from a place of, okay. I, I, I've taken all this stuff. I spent over half a million dollars, so you don't have to. And that's really how we say it. You know, it's like I, I took all the arrows. I got, you know, my knees scraped up, my, my face bashed in, you know, a hundred times. So hopefully you don't have to go through <laughs> that pain and awfulness that I did. Okay, but that's the point is, you know, when you go to our website, that's why you see so many case studies success stories of real people. That's, I think, one of the big differences because, you know, when you look at the gurus, it's all about them. Look at all of this stuff I have. Aren't I awesome? And you're like, well, yeah, you're awesome, dude. Have you helped anybody else? (laughs) (laughs) You're not Napoleon Hill. (laughs) Hello. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's the issue is that Usually the answer is not so much, you know, and so that's why, I mean, truthfully, I'd rather brag about my clients than me, you know, because while on the one hand, you have to have someone who, of course, you know, has made whatever money or whatever you want, you know, or even if it's, let's just say weight loss, you know, you want someone who's gone through that process. If you're in that process, you're like, oh my gosh, how do I get from where I am to where I want to be? Well, you want to follow someone who's done it, right? So that makes sense. But then you also, at the same time, you also need someone who's helped others do it. And that is what the gurus, generally speaking, don't have. Because they're like, they're just great self-promoters. Uh, you know, they're just great self-workers. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, hey, that would, that's a great skill to have. But what's also a great skill is teaching. And those two things usually don't go together in the same person, if you catch my drift. Well, and I have found that with business coaches, to be honest. Mm. You know, I'm barely coachable, and I know this about myself. I will always resist. It's just who I am. I'm, I'm mm. working on it, kind of, sort of. Yeah, maybe not today. But the thing is, and I've had some great business coaches, but 
mm-hmm. it didn't really help me. Mm. Yeah, and maybe I haven't found the right business coach. I'm listening to you going, hmm. And, and I've I've thought about before, you know, working with you. I'm not sure that I can afford you, but you know, I'm always I've thought about it. But the thing about gurus and coaches is that so many of them, and, and you're right, they don't actually give you <laughs> step by step. You know, they want to say, okay, you can do this, and rah rah rah, his boomba. Yeah, but what what do I do now? <laughs> What's the I next that. darn that, step? That's, that's a great quote because I, I literally had a guy come to uh, an entrepreneur. He came to one of my live events when we were doing live events. Of course, we do things virtual, which is great because people can come from all over the world now and do come from all over the world who may not come to a live event. But my point is that he came and he said, he, we have him on camera. You can go to, you know, on, on video. I mean, we, we, you can go to our website and just check it out. But he literally said, I, I had never heard of Noah St. John before a week ago. Uh, a friend recommended him to me. Never, you know, never heard of this guy. Didn't know who he was. A friend recommended him. I came to this event, you know, not knowing what to expect. Or actually, he said, expecting the same rah-rah. That's exactly his <laughs> words. He said, and this is not the same rah-rah. And I love that quote. It's not the same rah-rah. I'm like, that is so great. Can I quote you on that? He goes, yeah. So, it's, and, and that's the thing. And he even said, you know, there's no calisthenics. There's no jumping jacks. It's just get down and do it. So, listen, I, I get, see, I, I totally, I've been doing this for a long, long time, Denise. And, and, you know, for everyone listening, you know, for those of you who are like self-help junkies or maybe seminar junkies, that, that's who I'm talking to. And, and believe me, I'm one of them. I mean, I love this stuff. I love, I love, I mean, I'd go to a seminar like every week if I could just to sit there and learn. I just love learning. You know, yeah, the energy is learn. always great. And, and yes, there's the energy. I, I mean, I do them virtually. I don't – I'm an right. introvert. Well, Being around people more than 59 and three-quarter minutes is not going right. to work for me. Yes. But I love to go watch these things because, I mean, just learning and watching and getting inspired. Mm-hmm. But, again, I need to show me – this is how I learned to, to build websites. I built them. I broke them. I still build them and break them. I need mm. to touch it. I need to know – how I can do it and why I should do it. And once it's in my head, it's there. Well, you just said the right word, Denise, because inspiration is not enough. Inspiration is not going to get you through those tough times. Inspiration did not get me from basement one to basement two to a 6,000 plus square foot mansion on a hill. So that is not enough. And that's not enough for anyone. Okay. So inspiration is, is exactly like the spark in your car, all right? So it's a component, a right. In your car, you can go a little bit, but you have to have everything else that goes along with it. An inspiration will not get you through those tough times. You know, so this past year, year and a half has been tough on millions and millions and millions of people. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people that I've coached and that I work with and my, you know, good friends, close friends, have had, you know, really, really good year because they were able to pivot. They were able to do the step-by-step. But the point is that that's why I'm saying that inspiration is not – that's why, you know, like Susan was definitely a self-help junkie, a seminar junkie, and this is her words. I'm not speaking out of school. She described herself as a self-help junkie. And I'm one too. But the point is that is why it's not enough. Because think about this for everyone listening. All right. If everything is available for free on YouTube, right? So think about this. If you want to say, hey, how to make money online, right? You go to YouTube, 10 million gajillion videos, right? How to lose weight, how to be happy, how to find love, how to, I mean, whatever, you know, buy a giraffe. I mean, whatever you want to do, right? I mean, there's literally anything you could imagine for free on YouTube, right? So, so, but that brings up the question then. Well, then if that's true, everything's available for free on YouTube, why isn't everybody a millionaire? Why isn't everybody, why doesn't everybody have six-pack abs? Why isn't everybody in a happy relationship, right? Why are the suicide rates going up? If, every, if everything is available for free on YouTube, why? And the answer is very simple, because information is not enough. And inspiration is also not enough. What we actually need, implementation. Implementation is the only difference between someone who's highly successful and someone who's not successful. It is implementation. But, so that has two components to it, which is what I talk about and what I give people in my books and my programs and my coaching, whether it's group or one-on-one or, you know, high-level masterminds, whatever it is. This is exactly what we work on. We work on inner game and we work on outer game. So this is, for example, in my, in, in the, you know, the book that we're, we're offering for your listeners, right? It's called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. 
can go to sendmeabooknola.com. It's free. The book is free. We just ask you to cover the shipping. Sendmeabooknola.com. Easy to remember. So in the book, I talk about inner game and outer game. So what does that mean? Inner game is everything that happens between your ears that you can't see directly, but it affects everything that you do. Right? So think about this. So whether I'm speaking at live events or virtual events or workshops, you know, private workshops for my clients or, or group coaching, I always talk about this and I say, what is one area of your life where your beliefs don't affect you? And people go, um, uh, uh, I go, exactly. There's no place your beliefs don't affect you, right? Your beliefs affect every part of your life, your health, your wealth, your finances, your business, your career, your relationships, your social life, your intimate life, your everything. There's no place your beliefs don't affect you, but here's the key. You can't see a belief. You can only see the effects of a belief, right? So that's one reason why people can, like let's say a certain person can be doing really well in one area of life, but maybe stuck or struggling in another. For example, maybe, you know, your, your health is good, but maybe your business is struggling. Or maybe your relationships are really strong, but you don't have, you know, the money that you want or whatever it might be. See, so it's not cookie cutter one size fits all. So with our clients, everything is very customized. Everything is very you know, step-by-step step and, and very, very personalized for each individual because you can't just say, oh, it's all the same for one for everybody because it isn't. Okay, so that's inner game. But then you also have the outer game. So outer game is everything you have to do to make it work, to actually put it together. All right, so I'll give you another example from another one of my clients. So I was speaking at a seminar in Los Angeles a few years ago, and it was for about 1,000 entrepreneurs. I was on stage in front of, you know, 1,000 these are six, seven, eight-figure earners, so, you know, high-level people, right? So I just finished speaking. I walked off the stage. A man came up to me, and he says to me, Noah, you are the coach that I have been looking for. He says, I'm going to hire you as my coach right now. Now, I didn't know this man from Adam. Ironically, his name was Adam. <laughs> and I said, okay, uh, what's going on? He said, well, Noah, I'm totally stuck. I'm only making $4 million a year. Oh. Now, of course, I had to laugh, right? I mean, that's kind of funny. That's like, really? And I, I said that to him. I said, that doesn't sound like it's much of a problem, really. I mean, a lot of people like to be stuck at $4 million a year, wasn't they? Right? And he goes, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I own a company. I'm the CEO of this company. And we grew to $4 million in revenues really fast. But we have been stuck at that same level for the last four years. We have been stuck. We haven't grown at all. And he says, I have thrown so much money at this problem. I've hired every guru. I've had every marketing guy. Every copywriter, you know, you talked about copyright. I mean, he said, I've, I've thrown so much money at this problem, and we cannot grow, and we are stuck. And he said, as soon as I heard you speak about inner game, outer game, head trash, your foot on the brake, everything you just said, he said, I knew. Something inside of me said, you are the coach that I need and that I've been looking for. So he hired, literally hired me on the spot. So I worked with his company. I worked with him, Adam, for about a year, year and a half. In that time frame, his company went from being stuck at $4 million for the previous four years to over twenty million dollars in sales a six times increase in a year now you go how is that possible well it wouldn't have been possible if it if we weren't doing what i'm talking about right now and which is inner game and outer game if we if i would have just said to him oh well you know you can do it get motivated and he'd be like what, what what am i paying you for that that doesn't mean anything exactly and i would say exactly no it doesn't mean anything so that's why we didn't do that right no rah rah we just got right down to it but you know what's amazing about that there's two things number one is that 90% of the work we did was in our game. Because people would say, oh, it's marketing, it's copywriting, it's funnels. And I'm like, well, yeah, you need all that stuff. That's, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying it's not important. But 90% of why he was stuck, I would say probably 95% was in our game. And no one had ever talked to him about that. And certainly no one had given him a step-by-step blueprint to actually do it. So that was number one. And number two, people say, oh, well, yeah, that's easy. You know, he was making, he's already a millionaire. You know, that doesn't apply to me. And I, here's what I would say. You know, I've had people contact me on social media or come up to me at my events or even contact me, at, you know, when we do virtual events. And they say, no, I'm totally stuck. I'm only building 40000 a year. I've had other people say, no, I'm totally stuck. I'm only doing 400000 a year. And I've had other people say, no, I'm totally stuck. I'm only doing $4 million a year. So it truly does not matter. The amount of money is irrelevant, right? It's about whether you have mastered the inner game and the outer game. That's the only way that you're going to have that level of freedom and fulfillment that you really want. Well, and that takes me back, and I'm 
scribbling notes like a crazy woman here. What is head trash? <laughs> I really am. I had to move the cat out of the way to start scribbling. Listen, what is head trash? I mean, what? give us some mm. examples of head trash. And I'm going to tell you what I know about me because I've got plenty of mm. it. We all mm. do. It's a lack of focus. Mm-hmm. It's taking that step. But mm-hmm. No, I know I've got things that I need to do, want to do, will do but I haven't taken mm. the steps. So then I have mm. to go sit in the corner and hit myself in the nose because now I'm mad at myself, which is destructive because, you know, you're going through not, that. Not exactly cycle. productive. <laughs> no, it's and take And I think the biggest problem mm-hmm. that a lot, a lot of people have is just, I've got this great idea and I have them. We all have mm. them. But I'm busy. You know, I'm going to go do this. and I've got to take care of this client mm. website. And I'll go do it next week. Well, why didn't you do it today? Mm-hmm. And I beat myself up all the time about that. Truly, I do. Well, Denise, I don't know what to say, except when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Here I am on your uh-huh. show after yeah. 100 years that we've known each other. Maybe it's time that we should talk about <laughs> me helping you. And for everyone listening, well, hello. Don't don't think, just act. I mean, just like Adam did. I mean, see, listen, in the, as you talked about the point, you know, it's funny you mentioned him. But Napoleon Hill said, those who make decisions quickly and firmly are the leaders in life. The leaders in life make decisions quickly and firmly because they know what they want and they generally get it. And that's one of the things that I did. When I was in basement number two and I was $40,000 in debt, and I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I should quit. And believe me, my mother was saying, you should quit. You know, go get a job. She Believe me, she said that, you know, because that's how moms are, right? And, uh, you know, I'm 40 years old living my parents. Yeah, maybe go get a job, dummy, right? You know, thanks, Mom. You know, thanks for the support. But, uh, you know, of course, she was doing it out of love, but that's the problem, right? Sometimes people love you, and they want to protect you. They want to keep you safe, but entrepreneurship is anything but safe, right? I mean, it isn't. And so the point is that, you know, when you when you look at this, you, you've got to act, okay? And what causes us to not act? Well, in many, 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 many cases, I would argue most cases, it is this phenomenon that I call head trash. Hence me writing 15 books about this basically one subject, and hence me helping people make billions and billions of dollars. Okay, so the point is, and again, let me just remind everyone listening, you get my book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money, for free at sendmeabooknoah.com. Sendmeabooknoah.com. The book is free. We just ask you to cover the shipping. So in the book, I talk about head trash being the number one reason why so many people feel stuck. So what is head trash? So head trash, as I call it, is really very simple. It's very, very damaging, you know, but it's really simple to understand. So if you think about this, all right, so for everyone listening, all right, what do you want? This is where we always start with our clients. What is it you want? And they say, well, I want to make more money. I want to start my business. I want to grow my business. Remember those three types of entrepreneurs I talked about earlier? I want to either, you know, quit my job, start my business. I want to, you know, cut through the clutter and really grow my business. So I want to, you know, really be able to scale, you know, what goes to those basically three types. Okay. So think about what you want for everyone listening. All right. So just write that down. Well, I want this. Okay, great. Now, what's the very next thing you say to yourself? For most, 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 most people, the very next thought is, yeah, well, I can't do that because I can't. And a lot of it's going to be, I can't afford it. I hear that a lot. I can't afford it. Hello. I well, can't afford it. How right. about so what put off the table, quit going to Starbucks, find the money. Hello. Hello. And so this leads to the point that I say to my clients all the time, and I'll say it here on the air, which is when you find the why, you find the way. When you find the why, you find the way. Meaning, when I was $40,000 in debt, at 40 years old, living, I mean, working out of my parents' basement, I, had, I still had my why to. I had the strongest why to. My, my why to never, ever wavered, which is, I'm here to raise the consciousness of the earth. I'm here to eliminate not enoughness. I'm here to make an impact. So whatever your why to is for everyone listening, you've got to understand it, but you've got to have it in the cells of your body because when you find the why, if I was 40,000 and to hire that business coach, he was so expensive. He was ridiculously expensive, but guess what? I found the way. I got on the payment plan. That's another nice thing. A lot of these people, like you know me, for example, we have a payment plan. We, sometimes you don't just have that money sitting around in a checking or savings or whatever. But we make it so it's, it's – but it's always going to hurt. <laughs> it's always going to hurt a little bit, right, whether it's a lot or a little. I mean, I don't know. But the point is, when, here, here's, here's, here's the thing. I can't wait to change, said nobody ever. 
just, for everyone listening, get, just get what I just said. I can't wait to change. I'm so excited to change. Said no one, ever. Change always sucks. It always sucks. It's always, I hate this, but how bad do you want it, right? So there's always that awful part between here I am and there's my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Oh, crap. This sucks to get there. <laughs> you know, the I'm like, yeah, but how bad do you want it? Exactly. The worst part of it is it's not, you know, going from A to B. It's the thinking about going from A to B because you can talk yourself out of all kinds of stuff. I, mean, my I mother wrote an article about me, that. I know. Mm-hmm. My mother used to tell me I should have been an attorney because I could sit on the fence like anybody's business. I could talk out of both sides of my mouth mm-hmm. and talk myself in, talk myself out. It's not a good thing. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, 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 the point is, look, we all have, you know, like I, I'm the nerdiest nerd in this industry, right? They call me the Sheldon Cooper self talk because I'm so nerdy. And, and, and what the good news about that is that I've, you know, I've made millions helping people master their inner game and outer game, and I've helped my clients make billions by showing them how to master their inner game and outer game. And, and for everyone listening, I really believe that's how it should be. In other words, I've made millions and my clients have made millions. That's, a, that's correct, right? What doesn't work is when the guru has made all this money and everybody that has paid him all this money has made nothing, which is yeah, what you probably. normally see. You know, right? It's like, hey, so what, right, so, hey what, uh, what success stories do you have? And they go, <laughs> look at my Lambo. Yeah, uh, uh-huh, that's, that's awesome, dude. You know, so anyway, and as you can see, I'm very passionate about that, again, because I was taken advantage of by these guys. And, of course, thousands of people have been taken advantage of because they truly, there's no there there. So going back to the point of head trash, right, and that could be one of the head trashes that people have, right? Oh, I've tried everything, right? Oh, I've, I've, I've done that. Oh, yeah, I've tried it all. And like, like Susan, who I told you about earlier, right, she had spent $60,000, a $60,000 debt. So I go, okay. Maybe it's actually not your fault. Maybe it's these idiots that took your money and gave you nothing like they did to me. I remember I spent half a million dollars, so I got you beat. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so that is – but it's hard to believe sometimes that – because in the personal growth industry, we just love to beat ourselves up. You know, you just described it, Denise. And and so for everyone listening, you know, we say, oh, it's all my fault. And I go, you know what? Sometimes it is. Sometimes, yeah, we have to look in the mirror and go, okay, well, yeah, I screwed that up, or it's my fault, or it's my responsibility. But sometimes you go, you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. These guys just raped me financially, and they did, you know, and, and I don't use that term lightly. So they, yes, I, you know, I got financially raped by these guys a lot, and that sucks. So that's why I'm so passionate about trying to help other people not become rape victims, financially rape victims. I think everybody can get what I'm saying there, right? But yeah. see, that's the point is if you're keep beating yourself up, I'm speaking to everybody here. If you keep beating yourself up and say, oh, yeah, oh, well, I'm just, I'm not good. I can't do it. And listen, I still hear those voices. And, and, and here's what I'm trying to say to people. Why do you think I've written all these books about how to get rid of head trash? Because I needed these books, right? I wrote them for me. And then, of course, I found out millions of people have the same problem, right? Because as Emerson said, what's most personal is most universal. So I write books for me, and then I say, hey, guys, if you want them, you know, if they help you, that's great, you know, but I basically write them for me because I needed them. And nobody else is writing about this. I mean, nobody else to the level that I am anyway, at the Sheldon Cooper nerdiness level. Anyway, so my point is that what, what people need to realize is that that is part of the head trash, could be part of the head trash, keeping you stuck. But basically, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I've tried everything. Oh, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if I look stupid? What if it's another mistake I made and I got to add it to the big, you know, there's just so many things you correct. So what I'm saying to everyone listening is that you can actually do that right now. That's, an, that's one of the things we do with our clients is to say, what do you want? And then what is your head trash telling you about what you want? Oh, well, well I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't. Do it. So I love that we started with, or this interview with the story of this house, you know, which we call success manor because I, I actually put up to my, to my, to my fans. I, I, I asked my fans, what should we call this place? Pretty awesome. You know, should we call it St. John the State, you know, Stately Wayne Manor. I mean, you know, what, what are we going to call this? And I'm like, they, they, came, they said success manor. I said, okay, that sounds good. I'm like, and, and it's, it's, you know, it sticks. It's like, okay, cool. Because, I mean, this, to me, this home, you know, represents, it's what it represents. It represents, number one, that I've helped people. 
that's the number one thing to me is that I have helped people to improve their lives. And that's why my life has benefited from that. And that is correct. That is exactly how it should be, right? Not that I, you know, just got a lot of money from people and see you later, which is, you know, what those guys do. And so the point is, that's what I want people to realize is if I can go from basement number one at the age of 30 to basement number two at the age of 40 to really, really nice house at age 54, it's not too late. It's not too late for anybody. You can do it. And, and I mean, that's, I, so that I hope is inspiration, right? To go back to that point is that maybe that could be the spark for somebody, but guess what? It's not enough. Inspiration is not enough. And information isn't enough either. If it was, if information was enough, we'd all be rich, happy, and thin. So guess what? That's not enough either. So what do we need? We need implementation and we need support. So what I like to say is you need the three things that every successful person needs, which is the right plan, the right tools, and the right support. The right plan. What do I do? The right tools. How do I do it? And the right support. Who's in my corner believing in me? Because guess what? As an entrepreneur, whether you're in stage one, which is, you know, wanting to leave that job, stage two, which is you're growing, or stage three, which is you really want to scale, you need those three things. What am I going to do? How do I do it? And who's going to help me? Who's going to be in my corner supporting me? If you're missing any of those components, I, I don't know how you can do it. I don't see how you can do it. And that's why people get burned out. That's why they stop. That's why they say or they quit, you know. And, you know, it's understandable, but it's avoidable. There's, there's help, you know, whether it's hiring me as your coach, whether it's going to somebody, I mean, whatever. Just find that person. But I guess I would say, you know, make sure that you, you know, like, for example, in my case, go to my website, go to noahstjohn.com, look at the success stories. My gosh, look at the coaching reviews, look at the celebrity reviews. I've got, you know, reviews from celebrities like Jenny McCarthy, Gary Vaynerchuk, Jack Canfield. I think the biggest names in the industry, plus just regular people who I've helped to add six, seven, and eight figures. So, you know, whoever it is, whether it's me, whether it's whoever, just make sure you do that homework and make sure that you go, wow, okay, that, if it can work for them, it can work for me. Right. And you know what you're saying about the third point? You and I didn't have that. We're both early adapters. Mm-hmm. We're both nerds. I'm known as a nerd in stilettos. <laughs> it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You ought to see my mm-hmm. closet. It looks like Nordstrom's threw up in there. But the thing is, <laughs> we didn't have anybody to learn us how to do anything to put it in sale jargon of the deep south we had to do it on our own we didn't have mm. you know gurus that they, they just weren't around i've been doing this since 2001 which you mm. know i look at that and go holy geez denise you've been doing this for 20 years it doesn't feel like 20 years but mm. a lot of it was a lot of it in the early days was just me doing it all by myself like with you we couldn't mm-hmm. do anything other than you know, make it, break it, fix it, and pray about it. That's all we could do. <laughs> and to some right. degree, I still do all of that. But, but the thing is, we didn't have mentors. We didn't have groups. You know, they had bulletin boards back in the day. But That's right. Know, we, I remember we those. Yeah, my first website was a blue background with white text. It was party. <laughs> it was oh, horrible. Yeah. But that's all that's we had. That's kind of yeah, yeah. But the thing is, we didn't have the inspiration, the focus, the help that is out there now. So I am strongly mm-hmm. urging everybody who is listening, take up that third part. Get help mm-hmm. in your corner. Because if you don't, you're going to be working for 20 years and going, what the heck? I'm much better mm-hmm. than that. Why haven't I gotten further ahead? That's right. And, and what I don't want for people, and, you know, that's why I'm on a mission to eliminate not enoughness. I'm on a mission to eliminate head stress. And, and think about this for everyone listening. So the, and, and, and the reason that I use that term head trash, and, again, remember, you can get that book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. Send me a book, Noah.com. It's free. Discover the shipping. The reason I use that term head trash is because think about this for a second. Think about your home, right? And if you imagine you said, you know what, I, I don't think I want to take out the trash this week. I'm just going to. Sort of let it pile up. I don't, I don't feel like taking out the trash. Okay. And then you go to oh, next God. week. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't think I want to take it out next week. You can go a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, maybe two months, six months, a year. And you didn't take out the trash. What do you think your home looks like right now? Not so good, right? Doesn't smell so good. Doesn't look so good. It's pretty awful, right? So picture how many people haven't taken out the trash in their head for 5, 10, 20 years and more, right? So think about the trash in your head. 
that's saying, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not whatever. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. How long are you going to listen to that guy? And that's what I keep saying. How long are you going to listen to those voices? And, and there's a great example uh, in the movies about this, which is a movie starring Russell Crowe called A Beautiful Mind. Did you ever see that movie? No, I don't watch movies. I can't sit still long enough. Well, anyway, it's a, it's a great movie, and, and, and it's a, you know, kind of a classic. But, and I'm not giving anything away for people who haven't. But basically, this was about a, a, a really smart guy played by Russell Crowe. And it's based on a true story, by the way. Anyway, and he saw things that weren't there. And he saw people who weren't there. Right? And it got him into a lot of trouble. Anyway, so the point is at the end of the movie, and again, I'm not giving anything away, but, uh, but if, you, if you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. Um, and at the very end of the movie, you know, he's, he just won this big award and everything, and his, he's saying to his wife, you know, he's putting on her coat, and he looks over there, like in the room, and there's these people that are imaginary. He sees them still, but he just sort of, they're just sort of over there, right? And he doesn't listen to them anymore. And so his wife says to him, what is it there? And he goes, nothing, nothing at all. And that is very poignant at that moment because what happened is that, you know, that's what like your head trash is. Your head trash is voices in your head that don't really exist, that don't have any basis in reality. But if you believe them, if you follow them, then they are reality. See what I mean? So the point is that what, what does this mean for everyone listening? What it means is that I'm not suggesting that, you know, you're never going to think, a bad thought. You're never going to have a negative belief. You're never going to have a negative thought. I mean, I have them every day. I, I still hear, you know, the guy in my head that says, oh, you're an idiot. You can't do it. You know, you're a failure. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I hear this every day. And I mean, I've kind of accomplished a lot in my life, you know. Um, you know, of course, some people have done a lot more than me and some have done less. It doesn't matter. But the point is, I still hear that voice. But the, the, the bigger point is, I'm not going to listen to that guy anymore. Right? So that's my encouragement for everyone listening is that, you know, that's why we have the book for free at sendmeabooknoah.com because I want this to be available to anybody, everybody, right, all around the world, no matter where you are. And no matter, you know, how many times maybe you've tried, how many times you've fallen and scraped your knees, the only thing that matters is you get back up again. And, and you can do that, you know. And, and it's not just about inspiration and it's not just about information. It really is about implementation. And that is what creates and leads to real, true, and long-lasting transformation. And I like what you're saying about, you know, the conversations that you have with yourself or with your mm. uh, Napoleon Hill, you know, had conversations with dead people a lot until mm -hmm. he stopped talking about it because I think his <laughs> wife was worried about him. I can't remember the story mm -hmm. now, but we all do that. And I don't know about <laughs> you, but I talk with myself a lot. I live alone. I will always live alone. I'm an introvert. I have a brilliant mind. I like to talk to myself. I'm fascinating, just so you know. Mm -hmm. and, and because I live alone, I'm always the smartest person in the room. Yay, me. Hello. But, Hello. <laughs> but the thing is, the smartest person in the room is often kind of a witch. She's not very nice sometimes. And I will have to take myself to the corner and say, all right, Denise, let's have a chat about this. Knock it off. And I have to do that multiple times a day. But the more I do that, the more I'm aware of my internal bias, if you will, popping mm -hmm. this ugly head out and saying, hey, Denise, you idiot. No, 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 no. But the more you do that, and I wanted to ask you about willpower because it is a habit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have the habit of just beating the jeepers out of yourself. Mm -hmm. Honestly, no, and I've said this before, if any single living person spoke to me, let's say, in a Walmart parking lot, the way I speak to myself, I'd bloody their nose without right. a moment's hesitation. So why would you That's tolerate right. that from your own self? Well, it is one of the reasons that we tolerate it is because it is a habit. It is a habitual behavior, okay? And so, you know, in, in, my, in my trainings like Power Habits Academy, that's an online program that we have. That where I show you, or, you know, I teach you the power habits of unconsciously successful people. This is something that I, one of the reasons that I've helped my clients make so much money over, you know, $2 billion is this very thing. Like when I talked to you about Adam and Susan and, you know, all my other clients, this is one of the things that we really, really work on, which is to understand what a habit is, how to change them, and how not to change them. And the worst way, the worst thing you could possibly do to try to change a habit is try to use willpower. Now, what's willpower? Willpower is what all the gurus say, right? They say, well, just, you know, get excited and grit your teeth and hustle and grind and, you know, work, work, work. 
And then that's how you get your goal. Okay. And I mean, I get what their point is, but think about it in this way. All right. So imagine if you're in your home right now, for everyone listening, imagine in your home or your office, and there's a plate of chocolate chip cookies there, right? So you have a plate, plate of nice, hot, and there's, you know, that smell of chocolate chip cookies sitting right there, right? And you just walk by it, you know, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 times a day. And somebody comes in and says to you, all right, now don't eat a chocolate chip cookie. Don't eat a chocolate chip cookie. But what do you really want to do right now? <laughs> what do you want to say chocolate chip cookies? Like, ah, right? And that's really what willpower is like. Willpower is like you saying to you, don't have a chocolate chip cookie. And you're right. like, oh, my God. Right. After a while, you're like, give me that damn cookie. And I want to, you know, there's no way that's going to work, see? Exactly. That's not how humans operate. No, and honestly, the minute I try to tell myself often, it's embarrassing what I'm sharing here, but I will tell myself to do something, and then somebody else pops up and says, you're not the boss of me. Well, crud. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why, I, I mean, you know, so for when I coach people one-on-one or in groups, you know, I do look for people who are coachable, who are open to new things, because let's face it, if you already have what you wanted, then we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? Again, right. I'm speaking to everybody, right? It, 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 it's like going to the doctor, right? People come to me because they're in some kind of pain, whether it's emotional pain, financial pain, business pain, career pain, relationship pain, health pain, whatever. You know, nobody goes to the doctor and says, hey, doc, I feel great. It's like, well, then why are you here? <laughs> right? It doesn't make any sense, right? You're in, you're in the doctor's office because it's like, oh, my gosh, I, I want to get out of this pain and into feeling better, right? So that's what I do. And that's the point is that if you're not willing to do something different, well, then how can you expect different results, right? What everyone wants, remember I talked about this earlier, I can't wait to change, said no one ever, right? This, it is impossible. It is not going to happen that you're going to be excited to make changes in your life. Never. And, but the, the, the bigger point is how bad do you want? what you want. How bad do you want that pot of gold? If you don't want it that bad, then you're not going to make changes. So there's two parts of that, inner game and outer game. Hmm. Isn't that funny? Where have I heard that before? Oh, some guy said it on the radio. Hmm. Okay, so inner game is why do you want it? And inner game is how the heck are we going to get you there? Well, it's a step-by-step process, okay? Whether it's changing your habits, whether it's making more money, whether it's having your online course, whatever the heck it is, all right? So it doesn't really matter. These habits apply to everything, at least the way that I teach it, it does. And that's why we get the results that we get. And that leads me to, well, we've only got about three minutes. I told you this is Hello. the quickest 60 minutes in, on the radio. <laughs> you teach a process or it's a method called Noah's mm-hmm. ARC method and that's to break any bad habit in 21 days or less. Let's talk about that real quick. Well, it's Noah's Ark. Get it? Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. I'm Noah's sorry. Ark. Hello, Noah's Ark. I had to do that, but then I'm like, Noah, come on, I got to use that. Oh, I, right. you know, I missed so, that. I'm, I'm looking right at it, and I did not Noah's make Ark. the connection. Well, now I just feel okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so ARC, friends, everybody listening. So it's Noah's Ark is how to change any bad habit in 21 days left. Again, of course, we go into this in the book and in the programs, but very quickly, because we only got a couple minutes left. Noah's Ark stands for uh, the ARC in this case, not K, so it's ARC. So the A in Noah's Ark stands for awareness, right? So the first step of any transformation is awareness. If you're not aware of what you're doing, how can you change it? It's like going into a room that's totally dark, and somebody says to you, okay, now rearrange the furniture. And you're like, well, I can't see what I'm doing, right? And so what I do is I come in and I go, I'm like, oh, there it is. There's the couch. There's the chair. There's the, there's the coffee table. Now I can see what I'm doing. So you can't make any changes until you become aware. That's why the A is first step. It's the R in Noah's Ark stands for routine, right? Routine. So every habit that you're doing is made up of five stages, and one of them is the routine. That means what do you do? So, for example, you say, well, I know what I should be doing, but I don't do it. Well, that's a routine right? Or I should be eating healthy, but I don't eat healthy. That's a routine. So anything you want to do. So for everyone listening, and you know, what we work on is that any success is really a replacement story. Any success story is a replacement story. So that means you replace doing something that you're currently doing, which isn't serving you with something that does serve you. And then the C in Noah's Ark stands for connection and community, right? Connection meaning exactly what we've been talking about, right? You need the right plan, the right support, I mean, the right plan, the right tools, the right support, that's what that is about. And so many people, entrepreneurs, whether you're just starting out or want to scale your business, they don't have that. They don't have the connection, and they're trying to do everything themselves, and that's really going to keep you stuck in most cases. So Noah's Ark, awareness routines and connections, that really can change your life, and you can break any bad habit in 21 days or less. I need that. So, Noah, you've already mm-hmm. shared with us where to get the book, but tell people where they can find you in other places as well before I let you go. 
Absolutely. So our main website, NoahStJohn.com. That's my name, N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N, Noah St. John, both books covered. Uh, NoahStJohn.com is the main website. And then if you want to get my free training on how to start and scale your online business, uh, just go to CoachMeNoah.com. How's that for catchy? CoachMeNoah.com, and I will do that, coach you, and I will coach you. You know, that's a free training we have at CoachMeNoah.com. And, of course, if you want to get my book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money for Free, send me a book, Noah.com. Send me a book, Noah, Perfect. and I will do that to discover the shipping. <laughs> Perfect. And I have the affirmations book, which I love, by the mm. way. So, Noah, mm. thank you so much for coming back on the show. I really, really appreciate it. It's been wonderful speaking with you. And I need to go get rid of my head trash. Like now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste mm-hmm. any good mm-hmm. now. And I thank you for all of the terrific tips and advice that you shared with our audience. And congratulations again on the Success Manor. I love that story. I've been following it. <laughs> People go find him on Facebook. It's great. It's a great story. Oh, so, thank you. It really is. So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us on iTunes, Amazon Prime, Audible. We're everywhere. You cannot throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. So just look for us, your partner in Success Radio, and take us along on your success journey. Noah, thank you again so much. My pleasure. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab. 